Right to the back What happened? I said I look good in every frame. And, and I made a face. But it was like... <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> the disdain. What? Even These are so fragrant. These corn iPhone nuts. FaceTime. What's up? No. Wait, what kind are they? Barbecue. No. Hi. Hello there. <laughs> Welcome to episode 84. Here we are. Uh, yeah, wow. where we always are. This is a They're hot sauce so review podcast. Right? 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 Corn nuts, corn nuts not are a, like... It is not a hot sauce review podcast, they... but we've been eating hot sauce. We have been. In between the episodes. I have not tried eaten one. much because I want to talk normally tonight, but... It we just, will it's, talk normally. It's past since I... It's all, it's all subsided. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not really the talking that gets in the way. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. I don't want to take any unwarranted breaks as well. Um... But yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks, episode 84. We're here. We're going to play some D&D, but before we do it, let's have our announcements. Um, thank you to Sirenscape. <laughs> thank, you to, thank you to all our music partners um, at Eldridge Foundry. You can get 15% off on minis. If you use code Rollslayers, uh, check out World Anvil. They're awesome. We partner with them. Um, follow us on social, check out our Discord, which you can find on our website, rulesayers.com. Uh, join our Patreon. Follow us on social. The Patreon, patreon.com slash rulesayers. Uh, as you know, we have increased in views lately and in um, website traffic, and we need more bandwidth. Mm. <laughs> Just kidding. But we can maybe get some new mics and stuff or... Hello. What do you guys like? Comment yeah. on the on the Patreon. Tell us what you want to. Yeah. Do. Tell tell us what you want me to buy with money. Yeah. We need. We're running out of. We're running out of uh, minutes on our cell phone plans, respectively. <laughs> so fund the, the Patreon Roll is cell phone plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we um, jump in, any other announcements? Anything? That's a lie. What he said was a joke, and it's not true. <laughs> there we go. Good announcement. Let's play D and D. D and D. As we left off, the party continued their way north, passing a caravan from Callan Ferris headed towards Valenmere, as well as encountering an ever-growing on the horizon Ember Spike. After some chatting about whether or not that story of the Ember Spike was true and the repercussions of, of myth or history, um, it was also brought to the attention of the party that Galdrin Snowhammer is a hero and has lots of really cool cards about. Mm. And that while they may not have the renown, yet they could make their own. Did we really spend an episode just we basically- We did. Okay. Walking. Merchandising. Wow, you spent it in character, talking. That's great. <laughs> I guess I'm not is. being sarcastic. <laughs> I know you're not. That's great. You're right. Um, but we left off with you guys getting ready for, for watch for the evening. Um, is there anybody who wants to take a watch? I feel like, given my sad 
perception. <laughs> Someone else should do it. Instead. That's probably or fair. I can double up. Yeah, I think you and Bell should double up since you don't have the sight. Well, neither. Well, of doesn't them that have make sight. less sense for us to double up since neither of us have the sight? No, yeah. I mean, we. Well, we. You get two chances. Two people. <laughs> if you miss it, <laughs> then she'll get it, or vice versa. If you're having trouble staying awake or just seeing in the dark in general, you should double up. <laughs> Unless you don't want to, you can hang out with me. Come on, Bells, you want to hang out with me? I sure. I'm happy either way. <laughs> All right. Well, you have to make that decision. I won't make it for you. I'll take my usual third watch with whoever wants to watch with me. Okay. Who's on first watch? Coward. <laughs> I take first watch. Remy, go ahead and make a perception check for me is. Remy, I'll stay up with you and take first watch. Okay. So perception and perception with disadvantage for Ruby. Um, as you guys sit and watch the sunset below the cliff sides to the east, a very distinct horizon sets in. Um, and then what, what were your perceptions? Seven. Seven. 19. <laughs> 19. It gets dark, gloomy. The clouds overhead kind of roiling. The stars forgotten except far to the south. But there's enough light for you to see a little bit as you are kind of bathed in this very, very soft orange glow from the towering spike of earth to the uh, northwest or northeast. But... No disturbance comes except for the patter of a light rain. Boy, um, you know, not, not to get gossipy or anything, but I never thought that I would be one of the more well-adjusted people in a given traveling band. <laughs> you know, I traveled with a lot of different types when I was on that ice-breaking ship, and, you know, you just see all kinds of all kinds of people with their inner workings. I bet you've got some fascinating stories from that. That I do. <laughs> Were you a pirate? No, no. Just on like those ice-breaking ships. Just they were mo more, mostly merchant ships. As much okay. as I, I, I love the adventure and I love hearing other people's stories and collecting stories and all of that, I'm not really here for anything strongly nefarious. That's, that's, that's a sensible place to be. Yeah, I've done, I've done a little bit of sailing myself, but, but nothing, nothing quite like that. No big long voyages. Mm. I tell you the weirdest place was in, uh, what's the place where all the, hold on. I gotta get my notes back out for my. <clears throat> yeah. Made just a, Quick stop in Keldrad. Mm-mm. That place is a mess. What was going on there? Well, 
there's that's where all the orcs and the goblins and the ogres and the bugbears they all they all live there and they just they got it's all you know real sectioned off real real stratified hierarchy like but for Ew. the purposes of evil and they've been warring with the tabaxi and it's just that place is a mess you heard a little bit about this growing up in Uldar. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, mentions and such, but never met anybody. Well, I heard a couple that had gotten close, but you know how sailors are with their tall tales. You never know what to believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's literally a tower made of bones, so. No. For real. Ugh. So we were coming around the continent, and we just had to make a quick way stop, and then we was we was on out of there real quick, like. So as much as like I love a good story, I was, off? yeah, I was not ready to collect a whole lot from there. Give me the jiblies. I bet. Did you see the bone tower? Oh, yeah. It's Gosh, like in the big. I mean, not as tall as that thing there, but. Yeah. It's probably about 400 feet. Yeah, it's like normal tower size, but it's pretty imposing on the city. It sounds like it. Do you think those two are going to be all right? I surely hope so. I mean, I I heard some just you know snippets, not the whole thing. When we were at oh, my parents, when huh? we were at my parents' house, mm-hmm, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I know they we had all had a little too much to drink, and I thought we were all having a nice time, but that just evolved. I don't even know what. And I just feel like if they could just bring it down a notch and just, you know, listen, they could get through whatever this barrier is that's, you know, keeping them from trusting. And then it'd be a, at least a little less tense. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. That's the frustrating part, because I, I, I didn't have very much to drink. I heard a, a fair amount of it. Not all. for the be- That's probably for the best, but I... I don't know. I, I feel like the solution is just kind of right there in front of them, and it's, it's, it's like neither of them want to see it. Hmm. Sometimes you just... You just can't. Maybe I ought to come up with a story about two friends and she just like zones out (laughs) Remy does not interrupt (laughs) the hours pass and eventually it's time for you to take a rest unless you want to become exhausted you can go and wake up um, Vinny I guess for second watch you want to make a perception yeah I have dark vision so I get a double one Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Advantage? No. You get it at normal. <laughs> I guide myself <laughs> as I think about Titania. You feel good. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> get it. Okay, uh, that is, I believe, 17 or 18. Okay. Um, 18. <clears throat> Nothing of note happens, but you take note that the fact that the the forestry around you has started to descend from the mountain foothills and is now starting to cut, you know, cover 
and blanket places in the road further down and there are large bits of undergrowth and, and plant life here um, stark starkly contrasting kind of the the more barren um, areas around the grasping mire um, almost just like this this sense of, of fullness of life in this area um, most likely from the rain that's that's gently drizzling um, and you do spot a couple of reflective eyes off the campfire every now and then of what seems to be wildlife of some sort. As he's doing this, he's uh, he's carving out a card. Sure. Similar to the one he saw Vinny or uh, Remy have. And did he, uh, was the card carved itself? Was the image carved into it or was so, it just an image on the card? So it was it's like a printed card. It's it's laminated wood piece together piece by piece, and then it is um, ba- basically what it is is it's a stamp, right? It's it's a way of printing in mass these pieces by painting the stamp and then putting it on the card. Does that make sense? So, Vinny, if he carves a card, it's just a card. It's just like a flat piece of wood. Correct. It has no art artistry within itself. Correct. But, but you can also make But I could changes. carve the stamp, right? Sure, if you would like. I figured it's, we have pianos. We can have a printing press, too. As far as I know, the Guild of Goodwill doesn't have a stamp. A signet. Uh, well... Anyway, he was just trying to make a, a card, but sure. I'm not sure how he would do that. Maybe what he would do is uh, he would, knowing using his own skills, he would actually carve an image into it so that it's almost like th- like a, you know. In, in, an embossing. Could, yeah, yeah, or basically. No. Engraving. An engraving. He would engrave into it. Sure. And it would be... Um, it would be, uh, you'd start with bells and he would make bells, um, but you know, so he would carve her into it and it would probably take him a couple nights to do this. Sure. But, um, it would be, uh, her like arm to the teeth or whatever. Sure. And then it would say something to the effect of, uh, the mighty bells. Yeah, you can start work on that. Um, the first night is just going to be you kind of cutting up the strips of wood to, to laminate together eventually once you find like a binding solution. But then you can start to fiddle away on, on the actual portrait and the, the name uh, kind of display. Cool. Um, and then wake up Bells for her, her watch. Okay. Uh, Bells, you're up. Oh, thank you. Yeah, have a good watch. Uh, nothing of note. So. Great. Go ahead and give me perception. Uh, disadvantage. Mmm, ten. Ten. Um, you notice pretty much what, what Vinny noticed of, of like this undergrowth kind of encroaching down from the mountains. Um, okay. And just the soft glow of, of this 
um, light from the inverse spike, um, kind of undulating. It's not it's not solid light. It, okay. it does shift, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, your watch comes and goes. The sun starts to rise a little bit later than you would expect as mm -hmm. the uh, the mountains block the sunrise. But mm -hmm. I would take out. Wait, aren't they to the west? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would take out uh, some of my paper and my pen. I haven't drawn in a long time because I haven't wanted to. But I would take take that out and start like drawing like a card, <laughs> like Remy showed. Sure. Um. And I would draw one like of Vinny with like his eyes glowing and like some of his like energy coming out of like his hands. Sure. You start to sketch out the frame first, this kind of square card with maybe rounded edges and even even procrastinating a bit by, you know, embellishing on, on the frame a little bit of like, oh, here's some fancy framing of the image and here's where the name will go before really starting in. But you start with the face and have in your mind this kind of smirk, this Vinny smirk, and use that kind of as your, the bones of your illustration. Capturing it fairly well, you, you would figure. Uh, you're a bit rusty, but um, eventually you do get a, a fairly decent illustration of, of Vinny um, looking to be ready for battle. Um, in his own warlocky way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. Um, and as you do so, the sun. His hair would be rises. glorious. Yeah, absolutely. Like trailing, yes. Do you embellish or just yeah, make him? Okay. Definitely. There we go. <laughs> I draw Vinny the way that he thinks he looks. In the the idealized <laughs> Vinny. Mm -hmm. Um. And the sun rises as you do so. You gain more and more light. You can do more and more detail and shading as you get light. I would stop well before anyone's going to wake up. Okay. And then you just quietly shut your journal. Mm -hmm. And one by one, your patriots start to awake. <laughs> I love this. To a cloudy, drizzly morning as the rain has not stopped. It's not grown heavy, but it's just persistent, ever-present. You make your way further north for another two, three days, the underbrush growing to bushes and hedges and small trees, alders and pines eventually, oaks, as you enter what's known as, as the Severn Wood. The, the, the forest kind of clogs the path, almost growing over it, the hard-packed dirt, resisting, but not well. Uh, almost a game trail at, at places. Mm. Um, the only mark of it being a, a you know, a, a road would be deep wagon ruts, um, as this does seem to be a well-traveled road. Dude, can we can we see like maybe how recent some of these wagon ruts are? Yeah, go ahead and make a make an investigation check for me. Okay. Okay. 
guided myself and I got a one there and a one. Why? My roll. Wow. Two plus five. Five. <laughs> okay, so five total. This is dirty. Some of these could be old, some of these could be new. You're not a wagon track aficionado. These are on the ground. <laughs> as, as you they kneel bear. down and, and kind of look at these, you for the first time maybe realize that there's kind of this persistent fog and mist that rises from the ground and you kind of are surrounded by it as you're down there and pop back up above the kind of the fog line. But there's this kind of persistent mist haze. Ooh. Um, and the rain pattering down, it kind of sets a, a tone. This is this is a very lively green space that you found yourself in. Hmm. Hmm. What's the temperature? Um well it is close to winter here, um, in Kazoon. And it's probably about fifty five to sixty. So cooler Chilly. than we were by the Coast, yeah. Coast correct. Sea, and as we're yeah. going up, okay. yeah. Okay. So it, it, we're wet and cold. It's wet and cold. And you it's... feel like it's not necessarily a. Um, this is a more temperate latitude than Stoheller, but mm-hmm. the the way the weather um, interacts ecosystem wise, it can be a bit chillier mm. and mm. soggy. Okay. There are a lot of what are basically cold fronts that hit those mountains, and bounce back off, and rain. Okay, great. So. But yeah, you continue down this path for the rest of the day, the duration of the day, before finally you trek through the misty roadway. the The western side of the mountain starts to slope ever towards your path, kind of hilly, almost brambly like like uh, embankments on your left and the town appears in the fog wooden buildings of modest size lining both sides of this expanded road deep grooves of wagon wheels crisscrossing it the slopes to the west become barren as you come into town long tre- uh, trees cut long down um, and in their place are these these log yards uh, many of them connected to wooden luge devices, uh, carrying harvested trees via running water. Um, it's not a busy town. It's, it's quite sleepy, but you do see uh, men working over at the, the uh, log yards um, as you come into town. Among the loggers working on the hill, as you come further in, you spy one who stands out from the crowd. Many of these foresters are carrying logs uh, by attaching hooks to them uh, and sliding them along on these giant sleds in teams of six to ten. Um, and among them is one man, a hulking Goliath, eight feet tall, easily, with gray skin and these kind of intricate tattoo patterns along his bald head and face, carrying a log by himself. Uh, Bells, you do recognize this to be a familiar face though it has been some time. As you come into town, is there anything you guys would like to do? So he's 
carrying a log? He is dragging a log with a, one of those hooks that they, they put into it and just dragging it along on a sled. Okay, wait, wait. Is there any kind of like boss man watching what's going on? Foreman of, of some sort? Yeah, there, sure. there are several Whatever. foremen who kind of have their own delegated log yards that they manage. They look mean. Do they look mean? Yeah. Uh, make an insight check. <laughs> mm, ten. I mean, some busy. of them, <laughs> some of them yell at, at the workers, but usually, from what you can, you know, insinuate at times of danger or in times of stress, but you don't see them overly as as cruel. Okay, I would just. I don't care about the rest party. I would just walk up to him until I can like make eye contact with him. Sure. So you see Bell start to like jaunt off towards this hulking uh, Goliath man and he's pulling the sled and you have to get right up in front of him before he just looks down. Since you're so short, he's just kind of not paying attention, dragging the log and then kind of stops in front of you. There's just this kind of look of confusion that's just instantaneously gone as this big gap-toothed grin comes over his face. Little Coburg. So I would just like give him a big hug. Oh, oh, pats you on the head. Hello. What are you doing here? Oh, carrying logs. What are you doing here? How, How did you get here? Oh, my own two feet. What? Yes, yes. What happened? I thought you would... I was, um... imprisoned by... uh, well, the powers of of the Ascendancy. And I was freed by the uh, powers of... of Uncle. Were you hurt? No. Not physically. I'm so sorry. I had no idea that what happened to hey, you? Hey, hey, he like kneels down as you're getting emotional and just kind of on the shoulder, hand on the shoulder. Not your fault. I would take out my amulet and like show it to him. Oh. I, I've kept this. Yes. Symbol of Udat. Yes. I, you follow... The way of the Uzendar, yeah? I don't know, honestly. Ah. I... Sorry. Common tongue. Wild mother. I don't know if I follow her way or I pray to her and she speaks to me. Ah. We must, we must sit and drink. Um, I will carry this log and I will meet you at Timberman's Hall. Okay, yes. When should we meet? Oh, it will not take long. Five minutes. Okay, yes. Sure. I, I will meet you there. Good. It's good to see you, little one. You too. My heart is glad. He just, <laughs> like, stands back up, kind of groans as, you know, he's, he's known to have back problems. Um, just grabs the hook and starts lugging it off towards one of the lumber yards. I would just run off to where and find that place. Sure. Where? What is? What is happening as she runs up, chat with 
Uh, Warren. Uh, <clears throat> I would just, you know, kind of look at Ruby. Apparently she knows this guy? I guess so. They uh, do make an odd pair. Well, <laughs> I don't question Bells. I don't really question what she does. Uh, this is the first person that she's ever seen to know. <laughs> <laughs> or even want, want to want to like initiate something, anything with. I'm just kind of enjoying watching this happen. This is really strange. Oh, there. He, he seems real sweet. I think it's. Um, she told me one time about a friend of hers. Uh, oh yeah, she's bringing out that uh, amulet. Mm-hmm. She said that uh, she had gotten it from an old friend, but that friend had been put away by her own father, and it's a big mm-hmm. reason why she's kind of left the. I, I shouldn't be telling her story, but I mean, I, Wait, where, <laughs> she's leaving. Where is she going? Well, she left. Oh. She, she's. I don't know. She's gallivanting they, all all around. No, no. They, she's they, walking they away. She's, she's going, going into going the away. town. Yeah, we ought to follow. We ought to follow her. I guess. Because quickly jumped up, <laughs> catch up to Bells, who is walking both with purpose and not knowing where she's going. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you um, kind of walk down the main thoroughfare of the 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 town, there's not many roads in it. Uh, a couple branching off, but this is pretty much it. Um, you do um, pass by, um, you know, s- several shops, uh, Farmer's Wholesaler, Huntsman's Guild, but then you pass an establishment that seems to be an inn that says Timberman's Hall. I will go inside. Bales, yeah. what, are we caught up? Yeah, absolutely. Bales, what's, what's going on? Who is that? Oh, that's, that's my friend. Uh, his name is Vorin, and I haven't seen him in quite some time since I left home. Oh, wow. What are the odds of you running into him here? I don't know. Well, I guess they're pretty slim. That is so incredible. <laughs> it is. I, I didn't think I'd ever see him again. And now he's just here hauling logs. Apparently. Is this, this is the, it's the same one I saw him, I saw you show him the amulet. His amulet that he gave you, correct? Well, he didn't give it to me. It was left behind after he was taken and imprisoned by my father. Mm. Oh, I that's crazy. I, so what did you think happened to, to him? That maybe he was still in prison? Or dead. Did you ever visit him in prison? No, I left as soon as he was gone. I'm not, I didn't know what happened to him and I didn't want to stay at home any longer. That was just days before I met you. Oh, right. So is he, did he say to meet you here at this inn? Yes, he said he would be here shortly. All right, well, We'll give you all some space so you can catch up, but at some point I'd love to meet him. Oh, yes, of course. That sounds wonderful. Great. You're not. I mean, it's okay if you are, but were you all romantically involved? No. Okay. Just curious. 
Why? Sorry, I, I didn't mean. I'm just curious. No, everything's we'll, not we'll, about we'll that. Our own table, it's all right. Well, we'll, we'll, we can make introductions whenever you feel comfortable with that. Uh, okay, wonderful. Great. You guys push your way <laughs> into the Timberman's Hall uh, to a small but stately room of furnished wood paneling and and nice like a very like solid oak carved bar heavy that thing ain't moving it was probably carved there uh, nice. with with what seems to be two or three stories um with stairs leading up uh, to a fairly empty lobby um you see two or three patrons um kind of crowding uh the bar and a a actual bartender, but the only thing that really sticks out is a table uh, of four, what seem to be travelers. Um, among them, a hulking green dragonborn, heavily muscled, um, a, what seems to be an elf, but who has kind of like leaves sprouting from various parts of his hair and uh, pale skin, um, and a blue tiefling with large curving horns, one of them broken off about halfway, and plate armor. And also, a familiar sight to you two, but not to you two, so I'll go ahead and describe. Well, to you, Hayden, but not to Remy. Um, a um, young man, uh, kind of pale white skin, lanky, untamed, shoulder-length hair, uh, dark green set of half plate and kind of tan canvas undershirt. Uh, strapped to his hip is a rapier and a dagger. Hey. And he's got his feet up on the table. Uh, this is Oliver Barnes. Oh. Uh, who you met at the play, a friend of the Ketogoras. Wow. And Barnes was the name oh, that you yeah, got from that. One Tooth Man, what? right? He was that, that, um, Who's that weird, Not like, lazy nice guy? Not nice person. I, I do remember. Oh, he was the he jerk. Was, he, <laughs> that's jerk. a good word. That's a good word. I thought he was kind <laughs> like, of an oak. Nice like, he was kind of aloof. Person. Yeah, I remember. That's right. Yeah. He was rude. No, he was like, I sell to the highest bidder only. And then we're like, do you ever try to do what's right? And he's like, now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that recap. I appreciate it. That, that was it. But they kind of just eye you as you walk in and go back to their drinks. Hmm. Did he look familiar to you, Bells? I, I can't quite place his face. He was that cackle at the... the <laughs> um, that play that, that we went to. Oh, Remember, that he guy. Was, had his feet we were with the key, Right, right, right. He looked out of place. We were invited to that play with the Kitagora. Yes, him. Weird. I wonder what All he's doing He does need a double take eventually, because you see a glimmer of recognition in his eyes. And, and uh, there is a lot of would, coincidences I would, happening. I would give him one of those, like, knowing Vinny grins. Like, Just like, set. Nods come over if he wants, shrugs, goes back to his drink. Um, as you guys are kind of getting your bearings in here, Vorin does thump into the doorway. You can, I would get the biggest ale that I can get. <laughs> you just run over to the bar, mm-hmm. barmaid. 
Um, the rest of you, as you are getting settled, you can feel his presence before he arrives as his weight kind of thumps the ground a little bit. <laughs> Um, as he kind of ducks a good two is feet to get human? in the doorway. He's a goliath. It's he's, like he's a... A, got some giant blood in him. Okay. Hey, Bells, um, I feel your friend coming, but before you go, do you remember this guy's name? The, the guy that we recognize? Is, is that is that the bonds that the the Pullman? The... Oh. Is that the same person? He does fit that description. I hadn't thought of that. Could he be, though? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Well, if he was an unsavory character and he's also associated with Lucimo, it might might make sense. Um, uh, I would just kind of flit off, like, I don't care. Okay. Okay. We'll handle (laughs) Vorin in a second. What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm going to sit down with my drink. Do you think he'll buy us lunch? What are you talking about? Well, he gestured over to you like, do you think he wants to buy us a lunch? <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, well, he's dressed so nice. He looks like he can afford it. Uh, I don't know, but it's possible that that uh, dear old daddy is floating around here somewhere, so... Oh I'm right! I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to tread on that. Uh, I think I'm just going to grab a drink. You guys want to join me? Uh, maybe somewhere in the corner where we can observe a little bit without getting yes. too much embroiled in all of the whatever. <laughs> sure. sure. You guys get a corner booth. Um, what do you like to drink, Ruby? Uh, I don't know. Ale. I don't know. <laughs> Ale. <laughs> Two ales. It's a real simple establishment. They have ale and they have beer and they have some whiskey. That's it. No mixed drinks. <laughs> uh, but you guys can get large. They are large uh, glasses. Um, it's a two-hander for a halfling. Not quite frosty mugs, but they're chilly. Um, mm. How'd they pull that off? They just the leave it outside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can sit and observe um, both Bell's engrossed in conversation and Oliver and his compatriots now playing dice. Um, seems like they're just passing the time. I just like to imagine, though, that there is like some weird sorcerer gnome in the kitchen. Who is just like doing like chilling touch or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> just like over and over, flitting around like on the countertop, like just yeah. just like frosting the glasses. Mm-hmm. But Love then it. by the time he's done, the like they're first all, yeah, they've all like gotten warm again, he's so like, he's got to like, go back through. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's no, it's canon. Yeah, <laughs> it's not canon, but it is. Um. So, you hand him this. Massive beer. It seems like they did. They did get larger glasses. I will also say, Bell's like point. body language is something that like you've never seen before. She's like skippy and happy and like jumping around and. Wait, what? Like for why? Because she's excited to see her friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. He sits slowly in the booth and it creaks, and just takes a long pull of his beer before setting it down, there's kind of a little bit of foam 
mustache that he wipes away. So, my story or yours? Please tell me yours. I want to know how you've been. (sighs) Well, you know, I was uh, discovered to be worshiper of Udant. Much to my chagrin, whatever you say. It is not allowed in ascendancy. Right, we've discussed that many times before, but what happened, what happened to you after I brought you home? <coughs> well, uh, your father was uh, suspicious, not trusting. Yes. And while my butcher work was fantastic, great cuts of meat, no gristle, no bones, he must have fixated on me. I am different from human. And so, had my room searched at one point, finding pendant of Udant. I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. It is my fault. What do you mean? If I hadn't brought you home, that wouldn't have happened to you. Or it might have. Is it your fault that I bring medallion of Udant with me from Novosislina? Is it your fault I continue to worship her in lands that uh, do not be liking it? No. Burden is mine, and burden is your father's. So then what happened to you? You were imprisoned? Yes, uh, just the cars came for me. Were you hurt? No, I did not uh, resist. Would be easy to crush one skull, maybe two, but numbers. How did the pendant escape you? Must have been in the clash. I thought they must have confiscated it, but perhaps it fell. Yes, I found it just after I discovered you were gone. Well, I was imprisoned below the city, uh, below Aldair Citadel for months, perhaps eight. Time is hazy. I'm so, I should have come for you. You did not know. I should have fought or tried to find out. I just ran away. I thought you were gone for good. So you run. Why? I couldn't live with my father. I had to get away. Is natural reaction for what, in your mind, you thought happened? I suppose. You leave. You just just as I left my homeland. Yes. I did not be liking the atrocities they commit. Right. Or how they treat the Firbolg. The Firbolg? Yes. You've known Firbolg? On occasion. They live in the forest of Aelin. Were you um, friendly with them? Some, yes. Shepherds. uh, Good meat from goats. Other livestock they keep. I met a Firbolg just shortly after I left home, and he was... Wonderful. In the ascendancy. Yes, 
Um, he was quite upset at the destruction of his home. I would be too, if it were my home. Yes, so he was looking for a new place to live with his family. The diarchy has uh, polluted the river with their building of cities and dreams of conquest. You were not a part of that. I do not work for the kings, the chiefs. I do not know anything about any of that. Mm. They rule from a place called Druzba, to the south. Okay. Diarchy, two kings, two chiefs who made pact. Druzba means friendship in my tongue. Okay. But they are brutal. Yes, I've heard. So, so how did you get here? How did you, you, you escape oh, yes. prison? No, no, I was freed when uh, Nualonko... Uh, yes, when Adrian the... took over, whatever yes, he did. Yes, he freed uh, all peoples uh, in prison for wrongful worship. And then what brought you here? I don't understand, it's so mm. far away. Yes, well... And you're not butchering anymore, you're, you're in logging. Correct, yeah. I did not want to return home to the south. Okay. The climate in the apostasy is quite warm. I do not like that. I like to wear sheepskin. Cannot wear good sheepskin up north. And uh, ascendancy controls bulk of center of continent. So I decided perhaps more lax across mountains. They don't bother you here. Mm. No just the cars this way. <laughs> oh, that's good. But, uh, yes, uh, so I, I travel through. You passage to through the, the mountains? No, 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 passage to the south, around, up to north, and now I'm here, longing for, for money. No, no need for many butchers, but yes, I think this could be a good life. I am saving gold, perhaps, to open small carpentry shop. That sounds wonderful. Yes, I have found soothing peace in, in woodworking, as I did when I was butcher. Attention to detail, fine cuts of sinew. Same with woodworking. Take a little wood off here to curve, but too much ruins peace. Do you have creations that you've made here? Some at my uh, home. Could I see them? Absolutely. After beer. You have to tell me your story too. And who are these people staring at us, by the way? Oh, <laughs> don't... gestures, we all look separate ways. Ruby's <laughs> <laughs> like, she's just like... Um, those are some friends that I've made on my way. Some of them are newer friends I don't really know. I left home after you had been taken and then I found some people in a inn and we gallivanted around and have fought all sorts of dragons and monsters and creatures and uh, different things and one of my friends was on a trek here and I've just followed him here. They are good people then. 
I think so. Better than ones you knew in Oramund? Yes, definitely. It's hard to find good friends. Good, not as in good to you, but good as in good. Yes. Vorn, I didn't know a good friend until I had you. And I had not had good friends since passing of my daughter. But now I have both. And reunited as well is good. Yes. Yes, it's so good to see you. I can't believe it. Well, I'm glad that you have people to help and to be helped by. Vorin, did you... Would you hear from Melora often when you would pray to her? Udant. She does not speak often. And when she does, she does not speak with voice, but with cacophony of boulder, quaking of earth, fire, nature. Yes, I've heard her quite often. She is strong, terrible, powerful, yet gentle, soft. I would take out the pendant and like hand it to him. This belongs to you. I would like for you to have it Closes if you'd it. like it. Closes your hand back around the pendant, pats your hand. I know where Udant is, no matter what. Plus, that thing got me in a little bit of trouble a while back. <laughs> would you like to come with us? We 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 would love to have you with us. I thought you were coming here. We're off to the mountains to, I don't know, there's a fae creature who, I don't know, requires something of my friend and he got powers from her or something and there's a, I don't know, a husband that's been naughty or something. We should not go into those mountains right now. Why not? Many of my Logar friends have been disappearing. In the mountains? Hmm. What do you mean disappearing? Gone. Not to return. I felt a tugging in my heart. I thought was from Melora toward the mountains. You don't think that's she's calling me there? I cannot say what Udant does and does not want. She is not one for human ways. She's old, powerful, slow to change. Perhaps she was tugging you there, perhaps elsewhere. Perhaps here. We have been reunited as part of this. Well, maybe I should stay here then. It's not wise to go into the mountains right now, but it seems, he kind of glances as you're plating all your weapons, that you uh, have continued your training since just the curse. Yes, you would be so proud of me. I've learned so much. Yes, I am proud. Uh, I am knowledgeable about how to take pieces of a body apart, and now you are too, in your own way. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just gives you another big gap-toothed smile. Mm. 
But yes, you can be stink here. I I do not venture too far up the slopes nowadays, taking younger trees, but safer work. I'm not sure I can let my friends go without me, though. Mm. Then be careful. Is there somewhere here we could equip ourselves? With? With weapons or gear or clothing? Well, clothing, yes. Mm, No weapons or or adventuring gear of any sort. Okay. It's blacksmith that fixes hammers and saws. Yes, we don't really acquire that. No, did not think so. Are you sure you can't come with us? Hmm. My place is here. I found it, finally. How did you find it? How did you know this was the place for you? The smell of... leaves... of sap... of cold... fog on one's face... of... beautiful soft rain... It's my place. And that's it. Maybe I'm like Melora too. Slow to change. Hmm. Where do you think is my place? Well, I think only you can say that. No god or person can define what you want. But perhaps drawing, I know you like to sketch, perhaps battle, as you would train for hours. Perhaps you just want to buy some sort of shop in Erringal and grow fat and old. I do not know, I cannot tell you, but I do know two things. Do something that you love and do it with people who make you happy. Because there are not much things else in life. You can ask Udant, but the only thing that stays is the trees, is the ground, the bones of the earth. And when we die, we stay dead. Make sure you live one life fulfilled. But, why are we talking of such gloomy friends things? Let me meet your friends. Yes. I would kind of just like, yeah, wave them over. Sure. Ruby's going to like hop up and like come over as fast as she can, like so eager. He'll like kind of stand to meet them and immediately sit back down. <laughs> Very dad, dad thing. Uh, but he'll just kind of wave and you guys can all settle in. Well, when these are my friends, this is Ruby and Venuthra. And Revington. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Nice to meet you. Vorin Stone Smasher. Vorin Stone Smasher. That is an excellent name, sir. Isn't it? Quality name indeed. His surname. I am not Stone Smasher. That was my father. (laughs) Uh, Let me guess. You are Tree Cutter. Butcher by trade. Oh, butcher. But yes. I saw you making easy work of the logs out there. Oh, is young sapling. 
yes. Older trees require assistance. Uh, well, um... How do you two know one another? Oh, we met in Ormond. Um, I was on a sort of leave from the Justicars, and my father would send me into the city often to trade or send letters of that sort of thing, and Voren was often, um, in this sort of area outside the city that, um, people would trade goods, and I would cross his paths often, and we would chat, and sometimes he would hop on the carriage with me as I would go back, and we got to know each other for quite a while, and... Um, that's how, that's how we met. Yes, they kept fine herds of cow and sheep and, uh... Yes, he was an excellent butcher. But I did not have, um, uh, permission, his work, I think, to sell within, uh, main, main city, Old Ormond. So, sold in Thural Circle Thural, until, right. uh, yes, until I became a butcher for house, uh, yeah. Well, I too spent some, uh, a good portion of time in Oramont. Uh, oh, yes. Some months back uh, before leaving and eventually uh, running into your friend here. He is fine enough, Sidney. Yeah. I, I, I quite like. Uh, there was a little bit, little bit of something for everyone. Yes. I very fondly remember arrival. Did not have a herd yet, so decided to become bouncer for a time at Broken Tusk. Oh, you look, I knew you looked a little bit familiar. I, I, I would come in and out of Broken Tusk all the time. Oh, yes. Then perhaps, uh, there's a lot of people. I fear do. I don't recall. Hopefully I did not bounce you, but maybe if you deserved it, I did. No, I was, I was well liked. Hmm. But yes, doing that and also the fight, fight, uh, you fought in the, in the tournaments? Sometimes. That makes sense. Uh, who was that at, uh, who is it? Oh, who's there now? Do you remember his name? What was his name? Do you remember his name? The guy who bounced, who bounces that bro- broken tusk? Uh, the, the, oru, the ogre? Yeah. Nah, I don't remember the name. <laughs> I bet I could find his name. Let me see if I wrote it down. Yeah. But anyways, uh, do you remember the ogre? Uh, did, did he take your space? No, no, was another bouncer, sensitive fellow. Oh, I guess he didn't last long. Sensitive fellow? I, I don't know. No, just like emotional intelligence, empathetic, but good at bouncing still. Oh, well, you cake and you can do both, Vinny. Yes, I, masculinity, yes. strength, strength does not mean. Uh, <laughs> Well, I didn't know what you One meant by vulnerable. Bells is like beaming. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a like doughy-eyed romantic way, but just in a like, yeah. Right. I think we could all take a lesson from your book on vulnerability. Is there some text I'm missing? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> it's... It's something. <laughs> so you are adventuring group, mercenary group, fighting things. Right. That's right. Uh, little we do a little of this, a little of that. Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't call us mercenaries, but all of our work is done by killing things. Yes. 
That is We true. did solve a mystery. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have solved several mysteries. Investigate But usually by killing things. But pretty yeah. much only killing bad things. Aggressive right? investigation. We work for money. Mostly. We've never killed, like, a good thing or a benevolent creature. Well, we didn't keep it alive long enough to ask you if, we, if, it, if it was otherwise. But you told you, me once. Well, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Us. No, I'm just joking. We, if it was to save our lives. You a werewolf? And, it's good I don't joke. Know. Don't worry. Most things, it would be a monstrosities. We saved that poor creature. Well, that's creature. what I said. I, I was saying you could, that would have been an instance where it would have been easier to kill something, but it sounded yes, like no, from the story saved, that you we saved, saved it. We saved her. Yeah, the Come on, Remington. Generally, take that's what I, I was saying. That I was agreeing with you. We take the good path. <laughs> well, it's, it's we, we actually we're called the Guild of Goodwill. Oh, you have name. We do. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. My father was part of some group years ago, long time ago. Your father was. Yes. What sort of group? Mercenary groups. The Dangerous. Less mercenary, as you say. We like to uh, see the world. You know, it's nice, good money, but one day he does not return. Mm. It's a way of things. It is a risk. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, Do you see these fellas over here? Mm -hmm. And I point toward Barnes and his crew. Mm -hmm. Uh, You said there was a tiefling and an elven. And a dragonborn. And a dragonborn? Yes, but as you get a closer look at the elven, this is more a uh, sub-race of elf called Eladrin that you've heard of but not ever met one in Alamar. They are more prone to live in Esselun on the northern continent of Eltexia. Eladrin, are they sun elves? No, they are from the Feywild and they are Ah. kind of nature-infused beings that can switch between seasons and it changes their physicality and properties. That sounds cool. Hmm. Yeah, they're pretty dope. Can I be that next person? <laughs> yeah, me Interesting. Well, yeah, I, just curious. <laughs> uh, I, I assume you come here with some frequency. Uh, do you know anything about these folks over here? Not much. I arrived mm, a week ago. Sit, talk. They've been here for a week. Give or take. Has there been anyone else with the group? Not that I can think of. No one that's come and left? No. That's all right. I'll just go and ask them. And you would just get up and... Sure. Pardon me. I just... Oh, what's... I would just say, uh, pardon me. I I think I'll just go ask them. Okay. And stand up start to walk over towards Barnes, who's got his back to you, feet on the table. You hear him make some sort of crass joke, which the others snicker at. And as you um, kind of come up behind his shoulder to greet, he says, oh, there you are, you little chicken scats. Turns around. Do I know you? I don't think we've, uh, well, we have met briefly um, in the box seats, the play, the Kitagora. Ah. A glorious defense. Is that what it was called? Something like that. It was a play to remember, I tell you. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> it, 
Seemed mm. highly Steep. steeped in historical and. Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. Right. Pulls over a stool, sets it down. Sit down. No, I just, I thought it was interesting to see a, to see a familiar face, face this far out. And I, I thought I'd come in and reintroduce myself. Yeah. Uh, yep. Oliver Barnes at your service. Your name is? Uh, Vinny. Vinny. This is Matsuo. He motions at the Green Dragonborn. He don't talk much. Um, that's Ardgal. He points at the Aladrin. Um, Ardgal? Ardgal. A-R-D-G-H-A-L with some okay. Irish bits in there. The little tildes or whatever. Yeah. And that's Avia. He points to the blue ta- tiefling. You can see now this tiefling has scars crisscrossing his face. One like large one across his nose. And uh, what seems to be a glass eye. Um, part of his nose is actually cut off as well. Um, and he's got these pointed blue ears. Kind of pale baby blue skin and kind of a chipped uh, horn that curves around and then one that's actually just missing the other half. Wearing this bulky gray plate armor. Uh, Matsuo is shirtless and very tall for a dragonborn. Um, you see he's got kind of this bronze axe at his belt loop um, and is wearing kind of furs and um, various leggings and, and, and leather pieces. Um, and Argal is just dressed in forest green with a kind of a um, leaf motif, like fall leaf motif across what li- looks to be leather armor. Huh. And uh, it's pleased to meet you. Re- remind me of your name. Uh, oh, you said Argal, Matsuo, and I'm sorry, what was your name one more time? Arvia. Arvia. It's so good to meet you. Um, we actually, uh, we're headed, my friends and I are, are headed into the Goldfield Mountains, uh, going to... Really now? Yes. Uh, that? Well, uh, we heard there was some disturbances in mm. our, our plan is to go and uh, see what's going on. Sounds like a right dandy time. I uh, was curious, you all look as if you are ready to weather a pretty heavy storm. Uh, you hadn't heard about anything going on in that in that way, have you? A little bit. We're here on business as well from our employer. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I assume you passed through Stoheller just as we did. Oh, yep. Quite some time ago, met these fools at the docks. You, Oliver, met these fools? looks at them all over and you just hear Matsuo kind of growl in the back of his throat. Yep. Fools all of them. Hmm. But they're my co-workers. Well, and you just met them, so you're a new a new band. You don't have a name, do you, by chance? I don't do groups. Ah, I do groups now. I didn't you well I did I did groups before. I'm, I'm still doing groups. I'm, I kind of like groups. Get on with it, Arvir says. Listen, uh, we're headed over that way. Um, Notice that you were here. Uh, a little bit curious on what your business is. Just, uh, I'll share my story if you'll share yours. Why don't you ante up some information before I go spouting my loose lips? Well, I'm not asking for your employer or anything like that. I, 
I really just want to know, is there anything that we should be aware of as we prepare for the last leg of our journey? Probably best not to go up into the mountains, to be honest. And if one were to go up into these mountains, do you know, um, do you know where we might find the best point of entry? Up the slopes, through the forest. Uh, and uh, it's just the four of you, is it? Yeah, why? Uh, the reason, uh, we we came in just after you had, uh, had uh, I believe you had uh, been pulled up by Lou. Yeah, Lou. One tooth? Yeah. Well, uh, he tried to eat that jerky. <laughs> he did eat that jerky. Well, he, he, did, was it, did he ever get any of it down? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think he swallowed it. Yeah, he swallowed it. Gunned it more than shoot it. Well, he did what he could. Um, but he knew what he was doing. He got us through there pretty. Uh, and I guess he has looser lips than I thought he did if you were. Uh... Well, I have ways. Uh, wasn't of his own volition that he volunteered that. Uh, so, all right. Well, it's good to meet you, to meet all of you. Uh, are you staying here at the inn? Yeah. Uh, we'll be seeing you around then. We'll probably be taking a night here as well. Sure. As you get up to leave, he kind of grabs you by the collar, pulls you back. Missed the escape. And then he appears on the other side. That's an interesting trick. <laughs> Look. It's clear you're looking for someone. Who? Perhaps I can find them. It's a small town. Uh, someone by the name of Jaloris. Now, what do you want with Usamal? Uh, just some rumors, trying to tie up some loose ends. I might know something. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to bargain for some of this information. Sit back down. Boys, shove off. You see them all kind of wordlessly get up. Go get drinks at the bar. Listen, I don't want to make a big scene about this. What are you offering? Uh, I'd cast Detect Thoughts, and and I want to get some idea of what he's, what he wants to offer, or what he wants me to offer. You hear in your head, what does he know? Who is this guy, really? Listen, um... My friends and I, I don't know what kind of journey you want, but we have to go, we have to go into those mountains. But I caught word coming up through Stohella that this uh, Lucimo Jaloris had gone missing. And um, we found most of the other missing people accounted for. 
and he's the only one left. And so we're looking for him. You can make a deception check if you're omitting information specifically. He's going to incite you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay, where am I at here? You said persuasion? Or no, deception. sorry, deception. My bad. Is this in order? Um, okay, it was a 19. Okay. As you kind of slip your lie of omission of like, he's, you know, he's just a loose end. His knives just barely catch something in in your face or in your delivery and they narrow, narrow a little bit. What's he to you, really? Um, You're here looking for something on the side, away from these mountains, this loose amount. If I do know him, I need assurances. Sounds like you're afraid of something. What are you afraid of? I like to keep malcontents away from my friend. I'm not at liberty to disclose my relationship with him because I don't have one. Quite frankly. It's just a rumor from my past. Someone my mother knew. A friend. And... I thought, this person is a myth, a legend. A story from my childhood. And then I see it up on a missing persons board in Stoheller. And I think... Yeah. Where are you from again? Esselen? Alanar. But you see his demeanor shift, and he kind of sits up a little bit straighter. Well, barge me. Let's take a walk. He stands up. Here we go. Starts to head towards the door. All right, let's do this. You see, I look back and I just. Vinny's like shrugging his shoulders, like. I don't know. And then walks out. Okay. I want a conversation about young bells over here. We'll get to that. Um, You guys head out the front door and he walks kind of in an alleyway behind um, the bar, headed kind of into the misty severed wood. Did Vinny look like he wanted or needed help? Oh, I mean, he walked, and Vinny. Yeah, I think you got his own volition. Yeah, I was like, I I look back, I shrugged at you guys, and I walked after him. So it wasn't, Uh, I wasn't asking for help. It was just more like, oh, I don't know. Let's just figuring it out. Rim, Rim is gonna interrupt the other conversation a little bit and just look at the other two and should should I tail him for this? I think I could stay out of the way. I think so. One of us should at least. It's got it's got to be me. You you two stay here. Oh, man, I, I had so many more questions for you, Thorin, but... It's fine. Anyway. Take your time. Take care of your friend. 
Yes. I will. I will be here drinking till late night, most likely. Let us know oh. if you need help. I will. I will. Um, I have. I can do a message now, if we are close enough. <laughs> Go ahead and make a stealth check, Remy. Uh, where is it? Did his accent change? Okay. Hey, 22. 22. You feel like you're pretty well ensconced in the underbrush as they kind of head out into the woods that press in. I'm in a Um, bush. Bush to bush. Okay. Classic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) With nary a rustle nor disturbance, you make your way following, tailing, uh, within earshot if you'd like to be. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But he kind of just... Settles in, leans back against one of the trees, and goes, Here's the thing. Vinny? Is that it? It's Vinny, right? It is. Listen, I know where this is going. Look, 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 look. And he just punches him in the face. Okay, make an attack roll. Oh, good thing I tailed him. Jeremy. I'm trying. A natural 20. Plus four, 24. So um, it is your strength modifier times two. So what's your strength modifier in terms of damage? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) What? I'm not trying to damage him. I mean, I am. I'm I'm trying to wallop him. Yeah. What's the damage? It's zero. Your strength mod is zero? Where is that? Yeah, so you deal one damage on Yeah, I deal two damage. Okay, so you clock him in the face, and as you do, there's a puff, and all that remains is mist as he appears behind you. That was a personal kid. Oh, come on. (laughs) Now look. No, you look. No, you look. (laughs) Here's the thing. And then he would rush him again. And then he would try and get him in the gut this time. Okay, we're gonna roll initiative, but that's actually where we're gonna get to the No! no! Are you kidding me right now? I don't even know when we're gonna get to play next. <laughs> For real? Uh, let's just keep going. Hayden, you can deal with it. Well, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go 20 more minutes of initiative and then cut off at the, in the middle of that? No, we'll just film another episode right now. It's fine.